All right. Let's go. I don't hear your music very good, dude. No, because it's only going through my computer. Ah, okay. Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hood, and we're on the phone again, so I'm going to let him do his intro because um, he doesn't really need one, but you got to give him one out of respect because he rates it. But uh, Jacob, give everybody a nice hi. <laughs> hey, how's it going, everybody? How's it going, everybody? Man, it's, it's good to be back with you, Frank, after the holidays. It's a new year, getting ready to you know, get going here in January. I've already, I wasn't supposed to work after December 18th, but I don't know how many private instructions I've done since then, all through the holidays and everything else. So we've been busy and a busy start to the first year. Uh, today is Sunday, starting the first PR1 and 2 combo course tomorrow morning. So yeah, it's a uh, it, things are things are looking really really good just like uh, 2023 uh, 2024 looks to be even better wow man that's crazy yeah i actually um happy new year to everyone merry christmas for those there i have a project going on i can't say a whole lot about it but with chris here um and we're doing a super cool shooting project but is far away from sniper right now as you can get it so handgun mm -hmm. but we have a bolt gun element but we've tried it and it works but we're building this thing and it's crazy kind of what um what we're doing but i can't say a lot but man we're, we're working too we're working our friggin ass off i'm just doing it indoors you know what i mean well you have to um, it's cold up there so, it was it was fifteen the other day. I was like, "Whoa, that's way too cold." Fifteen is <laughs> is not me. Yeah, yeah, I, I um, know you're not you're not built for that. There was a buddy of ours that when my mom was looking at his weather up in South Dakota, and like sometime in the next few days they're going to be like minus twenty. But actually, they're in South Texas in a camper. They're winter Texans, so they don't got to worry about that shit. Uh, yes, because Laura's um Iowa, right? She's mm -hmm. from Iowa, and her parents are in Iowa. And they're doing the Iowa caucuses for the government, you know, right, yeah. uh, Republicans. It's going to be minus 20 to minus 40 the day of the caucus, wherever you might be in Iowa. Oh, no, 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 no. That's too cold. That's too cold. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, thank you, but cold. thank um, you, but no, thank you. Hey, man, have you seen has <laughs> Mr. Bigfoot Hunter? Have you seen a flash of beauty yet? No, Flash of Beauty. I have not seen that. A Flash of Beauty, Paranormal Bigfoot. It's a it's a doc, a documentary. So you got to go watch that. We'll talk about it next time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to see that. The, I mean, the UFO stuff's getting pretty out there. They tried to say there was like a hundred cops in Miami over like January second. Mm -hmm. They tried to say now that it was an alien thing, and there's a crazy, shitty black and white of like an alien from Alien, Alien running across the steps. But I don't. It's not real. But it's yeah. like nine. If you go, if you go on like Twitter, yeah. X ninety percent of anything about Miami with a hundred cop cars around a mall now involves an alien. I'd had I had so I heard nothing about that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah. so I think that's nuts. Well, you um, saw my UFO but picture. Yeah. It, yes, I did, dude. That was amazing. That's a really really good picture you have. Yeah, it is. It is, and you couldn't see it naked eye. It was it was only on the on no the, uh, on the camera. Um, and and it looked like a cloud was covering it, but it was glowing in whatever light, artificial light you had, yep. so you could see the shape. But like you said, that cloud and it was very light and wispy. Mm -hmm. It would be one that you would normally think you would see right through. Right. Yeah. But this was um, you have a great UFO picture. I do, man. I do. But again, there was, yeah, you it, do. Was, it was clear as a bell that night. And it was just, it was crazy. Cause we, we have the, we have the, we start to get our garden going. And so we had those, those lights out there, those grow lights, you know, over the tomatoes and the broccoli and all of that. And then, um, mm -hmm. and so we're going to take a picture of it and checking out the pictures later. We saw that and it's like, holy smokes. Look at that. <laughs> so crazy. Well, dude, I buy it. Cause King, like I said, I, I woke or told you guys more than a hundred stories about shit in the middle of the night. Yeah. Because King Ranch is right yep. there. Yeah, yeah. I was living on rifles only in a trailer. And I'd say, what, 200 yards from the trailer to the uh, King Ranch fence line? Yeah, about 100 and 130, something like that. 
Okay. Right yeah. in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So in the middle of the night I get woken up to stupid shit and I'd be, and these guys would come the next morning at eight o'clock and I'd be like fucking out of my mind. <laughs> and they're like, dudes, what fucking stupid. And I'm like, no, this was in the middle of the night out there. There was dumb stuff happening. And, and you're like, dude, you're crazy. I'm like, yeah, I know, but that <laughs> doesn't take away from the fact that I saw something in the middle of the night. <laughs> I don't think I told you that you were crazy, Frank. I don't think I said that because, you know, we, no, we established you, that a long time people. ago. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the other people who don't know me, like, because there's always students there. Yeah, exactly. So some student who never met me, and he's like, this guy's my instructor? <laughs> That was funny. Yeah, no. That was funny. All That's right, man. Funny, but, All right. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk to you. Yeah, we'll talk more about that stuff later. And I need to hear about this project that you're doing. I'm excited about. I'm excited for you. That sounds really good. It's a cool thing, dude. It's super cool. But yeah. anyway, we'll get there. All right. Very um, good. All right. So this one came in on ROAP. Uh, it's the it's the email address that is associated with this podcast. And it says Jacob slash Frank. We did this a couple of months ago when I asked y'all about the choice you could the choice if you could only have one rifle, Bo- you both chose the AR-10 and 308 with a 3 to 18 scope. Now I'd like to do the same thing for a 22 long rifle. You only get one and it has to do everything you want from a rimfire, small game hunting, rodent control, competition, ELR, training the, the next generation, etc. While I love my voodoo, I'm inclined to believe that that good old Ruger 1022 might be the answer here. I initially thought of the takedown, but I am not sure I could get 500 yards out of it. Looking forward to some more joint podcast and your answers. Thanks. And so that's what we have. <laughs> that's a crazy question. It I is. mean, that's that's tough because in my mind, 22 now has come down to where they keep bouncing with twist rate. Yeah. I don't know about, you know, the. I think you might have too many too many requirements in there you know what i mean because yes yeah there's too many requirements in that question and it's that's what makes it a great question don't get me wrong but you know we're talking about something here training the next generation okay well the 22 that i used for that with my niece was the cricket all right i couldn't i can fit a cricket in my boot you know what i mean i'm not going to be able to use that right right and so i know that you uh you in your family y'all had um, a mossberg that y'all had cut down for whenever y'all were small whenever you were growing up and <laughs> And we owned the, an original AR-7, yeah. the um, 22, that mm-hmm. the Air Force, in the original box. Like, somebody grabbed it from my dad. Mm-hmm. But it was in the original Air Force box. The plastic stock mm-hmm. had a smear camouflage. So, yeah, I'm used to that. And I think I still fall to twist rate is really the key. Now, where, like, is semi a thing in a 22? I don't see the need as much as the um, general purpose gun. I am, I'm with you on that. And, and part of the reason is, you know, what are your, what are your options out there? There's several options for the semi-auto 22. You know, the, the most ubiquitous is obviously the Ruger 1022. And I have, I have one or seven of those, you know what I mean? And I've had them since I was a kid and they, they work. It seems like I got to clean it a little bit more now. Um, you know, because mm-hmm. it's been, it's be, make sure it's still going to function and everything else. But then whenever it comes down to it, you know, I got to think, you know, what would be the one? And it, it, I don't think there could be the one. I think there would have to be two, you know, one for, you know, training up the next generation and then one for the other requirements in there. And the the gun that it just that I just fall to all the time is the Ruger 7722. And I've got the voodoos, you know, the Bagaras, I got all of that. Yeah. But, but as for one that I would just take out, all right, okay, the, the, we had an EMP, the grid went down. So I'm headed out over to the King Ranch to go shoot pigs. You know what I mean? I'm not going to carry that voodoo. It's mm-hmm. too heavy. You know what I mean? Cause I might be walking for miles and that 7722 bolt action, stainless steel action and barrel in a plastic stock. You know, it's a, it's a real, real basic gun. And uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I don't ever remember it ever like having a, a failure to eject or extract or load or anything. And it's just been, it's just been a solid performer for me for five decades. True. And I like the idea of, like you said, going with two and having a takedown. Right. Yep. I really like the idea of a takedown, um, mag pulls, um, some variants or even the 1022 because the barrels are easy to change and yep. take off. It's, yep. it's almost as simple. But I do like the idea of a 22 takedown. Now, I mean, the more I go and like you say, the two gun solution tends to be it. But if you gave me a Voodoo, a Rimex, 
I even have a deuce here, which I don't think they're making deuces. Um, but if you give me one of those and it's probably its most current barrel, that's going to give you something from that zero to 400 yards. Mm -hmm. What can't you do? Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, what can't you do now? Like my voodoo is money. I like my voodoo. It's in a manners. It's all set up. I have a, a, a thunder beast on it. And, and I know like you're already shooting subsonic. So they're quiet. Mm -hmm. There is some long range considerations. People have done tests and they feel the gas is enough with a 22. You get some wiggle down at distance. So they're anti suppressor for 22s, right. but, I mean, they're fuck quiet. Yeah. I think now here's my thing from the Alaska trip. Mm -hmm. Give me a voodoo or a Rimex or some variant thereof and give me a 22 handgun. Yeah. The grouse, mm -hmm. the grouse in Alaska were four feet from you. Yeah. You can headshot those guys all day. Yeah. And it tastes good. And, and you Right. Yes. Squirrels, bird, you know, anything like that, you could probably get away with a um, handgun range. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's if you're so in, that's almost, if you're in certain areas, you know what I mean, that that you have that abundance yes, of wildlife. Absolutely. And that's, that's I, not now everywhere. I'm not talking defense. Right. No defense. Yeah. No, I'm just talking the world has ended. It's it's, you know predicted programming from the Obamas and now I'm living out in the woods. I, maybe I went to the range. Yep. I'm going to get the rabbits out there. I got those big old jacks. Yep. I can do that with the 22 because they're not so afraid of me. I'm not within 10 yards of them. Right. Right. And, and so, um, I can do that and get away with, I got pheasant out there, which I see. Right. I can get a pheasant. I have, um, some, Doves and birds that are, are doable. And, and I think either the voodoo or a handgun is more than capable. Yeah, I'm with you. But like I say, I just I would start to think about, you know, if I wanted to go and, and go and do a match with that 7722, I could do it. You know what I mean? There's no question. OK, but then, you know, if like I say, if that voodoo's got, a, you know, we typically set them up with a bit more weight, you know, and it, that would just that would bother yeah, me. No, they're I, a game gun. It's yeah, a game gun. Yeah, it is. And so, and again, and I'm not, I'm not saying that in a negative way because I love it. You know, like I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's gorgeous. And then, you know, I love shooting and everything else. But I'm thinking if it's going to be one of those where you got to do, you know, quite a bit of walking, you know, carrying your own water, carrying your own everything. I think a lighter weight would be would be better off because they're just as accurate. It's 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 amazing. And my my ultimatum deuce is in an MDT hunting 26 stock. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. small. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's it's almost like a 22 hunter. It just has a heavier, better barrel on it. Because right. the action, the barreled action was meant to compete yeah. with a voodoo all the way up to their bench rest. Yeah. So it's it's a heavier contour 22. I hear you. But that that deuce is in a hunting 26, which to me is like our equivalent of the ultimate hunting stock we have right now. Right. Right. That sounds cool. You know, there, there isn't really, I mean, Glenn Seekins has some stuff coming that's micro small off of his havoc. Yeah. And he, he, he has more of a arm, uh, um, a, a skeleton stock mm -hmm. in the back, in the front, it's traditional, mm -hmm. but the folder in the back, is is very skeletonized and that thing i think the 65 prc was in the six pound range yeah yeah i had that happen so we, to me, we started to do that too frank the guys they're around here you know they're on a side in for hunting season and shit like that and so we started doing those you know those uh you know half hour hour or two hour things and that um man we're seeing a lot of that cartridge yeah i mean the 65 prc to me is money i mean yep. you have to work within the limits of it yeah but um, it to me it's the best thing we have. Like we're talking the one twenty two, right? Yeah. I think if he said, "What's the what's the one caliber that's going to let me do everything?" Yep, it's going to be a six five PRC. Yeah, because I know I can shoot to two thousand four hundred. I did it with AI. Mm -hmm. They have one. They just won't sell it to you. <laughs> um, and you know, and then and Scott shot it, and he shot a tips to 2400 at gunsight. Mm -hmm. 
And and so I've done them that far. So you can easily call a six five PRC a mile gun. Oh yeah, for sure. It could it could, right. It could be set up correctly for a comp gun. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe not maybe not a East Coast PRS. Maybe you're not going to go to K and M and use it. Right. But you might do a Wyco, a Wyoming, a Colorado, Nebraska match with it because mm-hmm. our wind. Right. Uh, you know, but, and then if you wanted to do ELR, you got that. So, right. I mean, the, the 22, that's a tricky question yeah, in a is. lot of ways. It is. It is. I think it, it, the main and, thing is just to make sure you have one and a backup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably the best way to answer yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, and, and you're right. The voodoos are money, but some, most people have them set up, but I mean, I'm a, I'm a lot more open. I, I kind of getting older and I didn't mind collecting things over the years. And now I'm like, man, I'm getting really old and you, I've never touched that gun in 10 years. And I've right. never touched that one. Yeah. I need to start thinning out the herd. So switching barreled actions for me, I've started to, especially with the chassis. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've started to do that and, before I'd be like, just build another gun. Just yeah. build another gun. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, that's what the, the, the beauty of the ATX, man. It takes me, you know, 30 seconds to change a barrel. I don't even have to pull out my uh, my crescent wrench and hammer anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I remember one day the Rangers come in and leaving and, and at rifles only. And I'm out there cleaning up and driving the four-wheeler around. And I found a magazine. Yeah. And it's like one of theirs they dropped on the final run or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, fuck, I got to build a gun now. Yeah. <laughs> <See? laughs> you know? oh, exactly. Exactly. So you're gonna, it's a, that's the equivalent here. Okay. I've, I've got a bo- whole bunch of, uh, you know, uh, 30 carbine ammo. And now I need to, now I need a gun to shoot it in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, but cool. I mean, the 22 is nice because of the, the, the no recoil, the lightness, yep. the quiet. Yep. yep. Very much you know, so. and, and, and it can still can do something small if you yeah. need it to. Yeah. Um, well, talking about cool. obscure things that me and my buddy started doing a, a little text message back and forth on obscure guns, you know. And so I had the I had the the 16 inch. Uh, what was it? It was a 16 inch 22 revolver that I, I ran into the first one up at up at Jack's in in Fort Collins, you know, that outdoor shop. And so mm-hmm. I saw it and I said, damn, I got to buy that thing. I need it. You know, I, I, I cannot live another day without it. But of course, I'm out of state, so I can't buy it. So then I go in and uh, we're, we were going, we had to kill some time before Godfordson's funeral. So Lisa and I went into Academy over in Corpus and they had another one there. And so I was waiting because I was going to buy that thing. But I didn't because it, time got away from us and we needed to get over to the get over for the services. And so like that one was pretty obscure. And then I'm doing a private instruction, different guy. And he's out, he's shooting a seven PRC. Then he's telling me about his toy gun that he has. And I said, well, what is it? He goes, well, you just need to see it, man. I said, all right. So it was a freaking 450 Bushmaster break open, single shot suppressed. Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, this mm-hmm. thing is awesome. And his buddy you know, we talked, we were talking about reloading and stuff like that. And so, you know, I, I know, you know, I, I can, I can reload and stuff like that, but I, I don't experiment with reloading, but he has a buddy who actually does. And I think he's lost a couple of fingers because of it, but he was actually loading, <laughs> nice. uh, loading like a, a 400 grain, a 350 or a 400 grain bullet, but he was using shotgun powder. And I said, damn, wh- well, what does that sound like? And he, so he pulled out a pack. He says, here's some ammo, try it out. I was like, holy shit, Frank, this thing is punching out a bullet. I think it was a 350 grain. So it, it's subsonic, obviously, um, mm-hmm. it, and it doesn't make any noise. And so then he gave me one, another one that uses regular rifle smokeless powder. And again, it was still subsonic, but the difference in the sound was incredible. You know what I mean? It was the, the yeah. shotgun powder was just so much less. And uh, Out know, by Andrews, they shoot that. Yeah. Um, I've talked to a bunch of people in the bar by Andrews house mm-hmm. or Andrews range mm-hmm. that shoot that uh, 450 and they'll show me, you know, herds of 50 deer in their backyard. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, and I mentioned this where you say, Hey, well, what do you do? And they're like, dude, we just hold on them. They don't know. He goes, I don't even know how to adjust the sights on my scope. Yep. And one guy's like, I shoot a red dot and they shoot the Bushmaster upper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a big deal <laughs> cartridge for the hunting people. 
pretty far away from the 22, which was what our topic was. <laughs> yeah, I want to um too um I want to jump into one thing in a minute, but I want to go two minutes with you mm-hmm. about Godforsen. Okay, I want right. to uh, give a shout out to Jacob Godforsen, um, who just passed away. Dude, that guy was a rock star. Absolutely. That probably nobody listening to this podcast, but maybe a handful know who he was. So give people a little background on Godforsen. All right, man. Well, the thing about it is about Jacob Godforsen. Um, I've talked about him on on the podcast whenever you weren't here. Uh, I think, uh, who was I talking to? I forget. I think it might have been, I don't remember. Anyway, um, born in Utah, uh, you know, grew up, um, ended up uh, putting, getting some college. He was kind of a, kind of wandered around the country being a pool shark for a while. I mean, that's how he made his money was beating people in pool. And this is when he's a young man. And so then uh, Vietnam War was going on, and so he went and he applied in the Army, and he got into Special Forces, and he was a Special Forces medic. And uh, lots of lots of stories, you know, that he had from Vietnam about, you know, them training people and stuff like that, you know, the indigs and, you know, lots of different methodologies that they did it. But the way I met him was um, I was I was just getting into long range shooting, you know, that was different than, you know, my shooting before that different than hunting. This is going to be this is going to be more technical for me. In other words, you know, the birth of rifles only, I guess you could say, you know, before it was even thought of. And so um, I heard, yeah, you need to talk to Jacob Godfordson. He works at Selenese. And, you know, after he got out of the Army, he went and got a couple of master's degrees, structural engineering and shit like that. And so he went to work at Selenese. But I called him up and I said, hey, I'd, I'd like to talk to you about long range shooting. And I was all right, I'll come out to come out to the Selenese range. And he was a bench rester. You know what I mean? So he's over there and he's talking to me about bench rest. And I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at his bench that he's using. He's got a target at 100 yards and like five flags between, you know, the muzzle of the gun and the target. And it's set up classic bench rest. And so, um, you know, he, that I, I felt like, you know, well, you know, watching bench rest at least is like, you know, watching the paint dry. So it was kind of boring. You know, somebody's in it. It's real exciting. But we started talking about reloading. And he's the guy who taught me how to reload. And it was it was the whole bench rest techniques, you know, where you're taking, you know, each one of your cases, you know, is deburred, your necks are turned, you know, it's, they all weigh the same, all this other kind of shit. And it was just, it was crazy. And we just, we kept talking over the years and everything else. And it, we finally got him out to rifles only. And um, we got him to shoot a match. You were, you were here when, during this period, Frank. And uh, mm-hmm. so he was, he was one, you know, he was one of our guys. And then all of a sudden he decides he wants to be an author, you know, so he starts writing books that are, and you know how those those books, whenever they're placed, you know, in your life, there's a lot more there's a lot more fact than fiction. And so yeah. he, he wrote those books and everything else and and he had, you know, good success with it. And it was um it was it was a very, very interesting life. You know, he raised two daughters and um, you know, him and his wife were, you know, they were married the whole time. I don't know how long they were married, but more than fifty years, but at any rate, just like a, a, you know, a recap on that, you know, the guy was, you know, special forces medic, author, uh, engineer, bench rester, tactical shooter. I mean, just a whole bunch of hats that this guy he was, wore. And, and he had an epic nose. He had an epic <laughs> nose. I used to call him, I used to call him blue steel yep. adult porn star. <laughs> he, I mean, with a nose like that, you know, that guy's packing you, or something, and, and, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got something going on. He's got something going if, it, on. if he doesn't have it, if he doesn't have it south of the border, he just uses his nose. He's going to use his and, nose and, and do fine. Yeah. It was, it but was, no, I, I just, he always came around, always great, was always at our matches. Even if he was just taking pictures or, or just hanging out. Yeah. And I remember one of those early matches and I tell this story all the time because it's one of my favorite with them. So I'm just meeting Jacob, getting to know him. Like he came around once and like I was there, but not really talking. And then it was kind of established. I'm going to be hanging around there. So he's like, okay, I'm going to get to know this guy because he's going to be down here. And so we're shooting and we had a night shoot in the uh, North pasture. Uh And, um, we were over in those where you kind of have the distillery now. We were up right. there in your bays. Yeah. And and so we're walking back from that night shoot, and Jacob and I are together, and we're talking. And, I mean, it's Cowfield. He tripped, and he fell on a hole, whatever. But he tripped and fell. Mm-hmm. And he was super, he was super embarrassed. You mm-hmm. can tell. Like, oh, shit, because he's an older guy. We're, to him, we're all kids. Yeah. You know, and and – and he's super, and I can tell, I'm like, ah, oh, dude, he, he was kind of embarrassed that, that he fell. And it's like, ah, and, and, and I was like, we're walking again. And, and he was, he was trying to compose himself. 
And and you could tell he was like, uh, uh, I said, ah, oh, dude, don't worry about it. I said, I fell once before too. I said, I was three at the time. And I learned, <laughs> you know, he just started laughing and dying. And, and, and it was done from there, you know? Yeah. And the guy's like, oh my God, what did you just say to me? <laughs> and, and so from there on, him and I just, you know, it was so much fun just to be around Jake because the guy knew he can let loose yep. and, and he could be himself and stuff. And so, yeah, Jacob, I just wanted to kind of jump in and give a little Jacob too. Yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. And it, 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 uh, it needs to be said enough. That was a life well lived, you know, with him. It really was. And, uh, yeah, it was, absolutely. it was, um, it was really tough to see, you know, him, me and Lisa went over to visit, you know, after things started to, to get a little bit bad and, you know, it was, it was, it was crazy. Cause we walked in, he's had a, you know, a few mini strokes and stuff like that. And then I mean, me and Lisa walk in the house and he's got, you know, that freaking smile that he had all the time, you know, it was every mm-hmm. TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Looks at, Lisa, little. looks at Lisa and says, wow, Lisa, you look great. Jacob, you look like shit. <laughs> I was like, Jacob's still here. <laughs> Jacob is still here. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, and so we had, a, we had a really nice service, uh, you know, full military honors and everything else, you know, and it was, uh, my eyes were leaking quite a bit, you know, at the gunshots and taps being played. You know, it was uh, definitely, definitely a, a loss to the shooting community. And he wrote articles and, and stuff like that for like the old, old Benchrest magazines, a precision shooter. Yeah, precision that, shooting. Yeah, yeah precision shooter magazine. Anymore. Yeah, and they're not even around anymore. Mm-mm. And like he he wrote on that that uh, that underground shooting range in Houston, which was we didn't know if it was you know myth or reality. You know where the Benchresters would go to. You know, get, oh the warehouse. The yeah, Houston the warehouse. warehouse. Yeah, exactly. And so I mean, it was just it was, it was so many stories with this guy, and and they would start off in the strangest ways. You know, we're just talking about something you know completely completely off the subject. And then, you know, it, you know, that conversation would wind down and then Jacob would just kind of kind of sit up and says, you know, uh, when I was in the army, I bought 30 Red Ryder BB guns. And so off on that story, you know what I mean? I'll, you know how he did it, why yeah. he did it, yeah. all this other stuff. And it was just, you know, just, these stories would come from nowhere. And you're sitting there. And the next thing you know, you're just sitting there with your mouth dropped listening to what, you know, this the things about his life. And it was just. You know, he was just deadpanning it. You know, he just, these are just, what do they say? You know, yeah, the, very monotone. <coughs> yeah. When he told yeah. a story, he's very monotone. Yeah. Sometimes he was very lively um, too, you know, but it's just like, what, yeah, what is yeah. that, that Pink Floyd lyric, you know, the, the memories of a man in his old age or the deeds of a man in his prime, you know, it's kind of. Right. Kind of right. like that. And, and he, he definitely, he definitely lived, lived life. And yeah, we, perfect line, perfect yeah, line. Yeah. But we are, we are definitely saddened by his loss, but then, you know, he's in a better place. So, you know, it's, it's just us being, us being selfish. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. So, um, cool. Cool. I'm um, going to jump in now and uh, know that this is, we, we can give a little, you know, high five to Jacob and, and, uh, you know, honor his, his life and service. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yep. what I mean. It's like, it's like we get to, we get to, we, we get to kind of talk about the things we experience with this guy. Yep. And as long as we talk about him, yep. he's not gone. Exactly. Exactly. And it, you it, know, and so, no, that's what I mean <laughs> with, with that. No, I was just uh, segueing into something. Um, we're, we're on the kind of the half, but I wanted to jump into the app dropping. Yeah. That, that's one of the things I had texted you on that. And before we got off into Bigfoot and UFOs and all that other shit. And I said, Hey, let's, let's talk about this thing. So, well, I honestly, I, I, during the day now when I'm not really doing shooting stuff, I look at Bigfoots and UFO stuff. So. Yeah. Well, I do too, but you know, I'm not going to, I don't want, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to talk about too much, but yeah, anyway, exactly. So, so what I, what I wanted to do, Frank is, um, what I wanted to do is just pull this thing up. Okay. And I wanted to get you to walk me through it as if I know absolutely nothing. Okay. Um, and, and it's super easy that the, the so I, I want to give a little background and a shout out to Mark because Mark came up. We were calling this weaponized math. Mm-hmm. And that's too generic, but that was what it was. And okay. it, it was for us. I mean, we've been using it five, six years now, even more, mm-hmm. almost seven years now. And it worked for us like immediately religiously. Mark stumbled on this. We were doing classes in Alaska. Mm-hmm. The range up there. I don't know if you ever came by the Alaska class. <clears throat> no, sir. I never did. Uh, uh, okay. The range up there after 600 yards mm-hmm. was not gr- not graded. Okay. So the targets are high in the air. Okay. At the 900, we had to drive a pickup truck over the spot, put two guys in the bed holding up a 16-inch plate, 
mm-hmm. then move the arms on either side of the pickup, the legs, move the legs up, have the guys in the pickup, hook the target to it, drive out from under it. Okay. So it's up in if the air. You, yeah. If you looked at it from the firing line, mm-hmm. it was perfectly level with everything else. Okay. If you saw a splash under it, mm-hmm. you shot over it. Yeah. Gotcha. So yep. yep. It was and now the other thing with Alaska was the variety of firearms. Mm-hmm. It is wildly different than the lower 48, unless you said I'm doing a hunting class. Right. So imagine saying I'm doing a dedicated hunting class and what that entails, and then mixing them in with your normal precision rifle class. Right. It cl- it clashes. It doesn't quite work the same. But that was our clientele in Alaska. All right. And you couldn't separate them out. You can't say, dude, you're bringing a 4X hunting rifle from 1967, yep. and you want to shoot 1,000 yards with it? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. And that's what I would get. And so we're wasting ammo at 8 and 9 specifically because these targets, I can walk under the 8 and not hit my head. The nine, I have to pick my arm up to touch it. Mm-hmm. And it was a pain. Yeah. We're wasting ammo because everybody, nobody has dope. As you know, it's a day one class. Right. No one has dope. Okay. What, what do I shoot? What do I shoot? What do I shoot? So for me, I'm like adding a mill, add a mill, add a mill, add a mill, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it worked to some degree, but it was wildly inaccurate from person to person yeah yeah and it's not something you could just count on right you it worked with these three guys but not with these four guys right exactly so we started recording data we recorded all data from three classes for two months Mm -hmm. so we had a lot of data everybody and mark over the winter puts it in a spreadsheet Mm mm-hmm and he starts looking at all the numbers. And the first thing he does, because they're, they're listed from 1,000 to 200, well, 300, because we don't have a 200-yard line. Yeah. But we had 1,000 to 300. And he looks at it, and he puts it in the computer, and he sees patterns appear. Mm-hmm. Well, the patterns, he did them in percentages. Okay. And it was like, you know... 900 yards was 86%. And we called a thousand a hundred. Okay. Cause that's as far as we could shoot there. And it was like 900 was 86, 800 was 67, 53, but it was for every caliber. The percentage was the same. Okay. And we're like, well, cause everybody zeroed out a hundred. Right. And, and, even if we had a Huskama scope that required a 200 yard zero, I would slip it down to a hundred and then just dial it up because it had the graduations. I would make 200 too, but I would put them at a 100 mark on that scope because a lot of them use it, but the scopes got graduations. They're just not marked. They right. only mark the BDC, Right. but I got them. They're there. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm getting away with all this. Well, we st- Mark calls me up 1130 at night and he's like, Hey man, I cracked the code. I'm like, what'd you crack? He's like, Oh, this, it works. I said, bullshit, dude. This can't be that easy. Mm-hmm. Cause he had like 300 yard dope, which one, 1.3 mm-hmm. times 1.75 was going to give you a center strike at 400. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, how does that work? Well, he sends it to me. I drove it on the hide. Nobody could break it. Well, while he's, while we're trying to break it, he has a high end restaurant across the street from him and that's his home bar. Mm-hmm. So a lot of eggheads, a lot of pilots, a lot of engineers, a lot of the um, high end airline, pi- or not airline, but cargo pilots who go to China. Yeah. So smart dudes making half a million bucks. Right. And, he gets guys that are engineers now with these planes. And one guy goes some dude, you doped gravity. That number you have is the value for gravity at each of these yard lines. Okay. 
So we're like, okay, so hundred yard or meter. Now this works because it's not in the app. And I'm going to, when I walk you through the app, just know it doesn't have meters, but it works with meters. Okay. So you can call the numbers, whatever you want. Right. So when you, let me get, see if I get out of here um, and get into the app. All right. So in the app, the thing, you got a little plus sign down there and that's going to start you off, right? right. That's, so that's what I did. And so now I've got a, I've got a, it says new profile in the upper left. And it gives you the little fill-ins and what you want. Now, right. this is how you find your tracks, you reference your track, you can email your track, but this could be, um, you know, rifles only, 2,000 feet DA, 308. Could right. be rifles only, you know, minus 2,000 feet DA, 308. So whatever you're going to do with that, you're going to fill it in, right? Do your thing. Do your rifle. I'm going to put in what's there. Okay. I'm and, just going to put um, rifles only, rifles only 308. That's what I'm going to put on there to just to name it. Yeah. Rifles only 308. Okay. So now I go down my next box. Now understand it has a, it has a temp and it has atmosphere in it. So you know what you did. Right. But it doesn't use any of that. Okay. It's just using gravity. So now you go into it and you should have your 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 thing, your track, and you're gonna click on it. Well, hang on just a second. I got the okay, I've got my profile name, rifle. I'm just gonna put yep. I'm just gonna in, put in your track and you and you click on the track you just made and it's gonna bring you into a range card. Up in the top left, it'll tell you what track you clicked on. And then you'll see dope range card and profile. Got it. All right. So I'm gonna I've got the rifles only three oh eight. I'm gonna hit on that one. I've got dope, range card, and profile. Okay, so there we are. I got a hundred yards zero on. All right. Now, this is designed to, now you have to have a 100 yard zero one. That's the thing with gravity ballistics. It's okay. meant for a 100 yard zero. Okay. The other thing is you're going to see it as a pencil and set drop. I see that. Because this is meant that you can dope your rifle out and point of aim, point of impact and do it that way. Or what I'll talk about for a second is how to shortcut it because okay. it'll work in both directions. Okay. If you went somewhere and you didn't have dope, but they had a 600-yard plate, mm -hmm. you you can shoot that plate, draw a water line on it, because I want point of aim, point of impact. Closest right. you can get, you're going to hold your reticle on the line, and you want your drop to touch the line. Right. Now you go to 600, and you shoot, and you're shooting a six Creedmoor, and you're going to hit 600 yards, and it's going to be like three, two mils. So... When you tap on that set drop, you get a box that comes up. I do. All right. It says observe drop. You saw point of aim, point of impact, 3.2 mils. Okay. So let me put that in. You 3. see point two. Got that in there. Yep. You see the X factor below says 1.3. Yes, sir. I see that. You can adjust that. And I'll talk about that in a minute because there's ranges we go to that have angles built into them and you need this. To fix that. Okay. But right now, this is just how it is. Observe drop. I hit 3.2. I'm going to hit OK. Now it populates everything in the app. Yep, it sure did. You have dope for everything. Yep. The green check mark means it's verified and validated. Roger that. I hit it. I wrote it down. Right. The pencils mean I didn't. Yeah, they're just, they're just, the, it's, yeah. It's, it's the predicted based on the math. Right, exactly. I will submit to you. Now, we can't fix bad marksmanship. And, you know, if there's something wildly crazy going on, like if, if you have a 18-inch barrel and mm -hmm. it's a 308, you can't expect nine and a thousand to follow the right trend. Right. It's tiny. It's there. But if you have a 24-inch 308, this is going to work right. Okay. If you have something fast, it'll work even better. The faster it is, the better it works. But okay. slow stuff, you have to understand, slow stuff comes in like a softball. Yeah. We did not design this to do the softball, but you can put in your verified numbers. Right. And it'll just give you a corrected dope card. Okay. Now... In the range card, if you tap on range card, it breaks it down a little finer into 50-yard increments. Got it. Now, 
it shows you the X factor you use. Cause like I said, we go to places like Mifflin, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Mifflin, Pennsylvania has, uh, like 10 degrees to their thousand. Okay. If we go to Paula, San Diego, it's 17 degrees to their thousand. Okay. So you have to adjust those numbers and that's letting you know what those numbers are. But the other thing is the drop value. We use drop in our class. Mm -hmm. That's going to find the mistake because if you doped your rifle with a worksheet, like I have the gravity ballistics worksheets you can download. Mm Mm-hmm. I hit center line, I hit center line, I wrote it down, I hit center line, I wrote it down, but something's off. Mm-hmm. If something's off because the target shot up, you couldn't tell exactly how close to the line you hit, whatever the question is, maybe you're three-tenths off the line and you called it good. Right. That's going to that's gonna show up. Mm-hmm. Well, if it goes too far out of spec, it's going to turn red. Okay. And it's going to tell you to fix that yard line. Because gravity can't hitch. Okay. I can't go below. If I'm shooting six and to 600 to 700 yards, uh-huh. and I'm one mil between the numbers, mm-hmm. if I shoot 700 to 800, it's impossible for me to have eight tenths between them. Right. That can happen. Okay if people mess up their data or how they collect dope. Right. And I'll give you a great example, going back to our Alaska range. Two years ago, we go up to Alaska and first day, new class schedule, all the things that come with that. We go to the range to put our stuff down, get our classroom set up and check out everything. Make sure steel's good and all that. Range people, board members come out to meet us. We've got to pay them. Right. You know, yeah. Board members come out, come out to meet us. Hey guys. Well, happy Christmas, new year. Welcome back to Alaska. Love this, love that. Oh, look what we did. We improved the range over your break. Cool. What'd you guys do? Well, we put in a 700 yard target. Oh, that's great. We didn't have that. So right there, 700 yard target. Okay, cool. Well, they walk away. I go in my bag and pull out my laser. Mm Mm-hmm. It's 718. Okay. That's two tenths. Yeah. And so there's where data errors come into play. Right. This will find that error if, like, maybe you can't get out to the target to paint it and clean it up. Right. And you know you hit it, but you didn't don't know where. Right. This will tell you if you hit it wrong because you'll see the number using that drop column. So that drop column becomes important to check your data. Now, you know your data is good. You know your data is verified. If this is your home range, like rifles only, you can make make a winter track. You can make a summer track. Right. It's going to work. It's going to give you centerline hits. It's going to be money. It's going to work. But say you're going to – go ahead. uh, So that's going to – uh, summertime, wintertime. Okay, that's all, all right. the app yeah. is. It, it, Jacob is shoot it, hit it, write it down. Yeah, it's it's Lindy. Yeah, it's it is. impact. Write it down. That's all it is. Yeah, got it, got that's it. And then it, it gives is. you this, all the predictive here, stuff. So yeah, you're going out and figuring out what it is. Right. The rest of it. So you go in here, and, and it's not right. And you can clean it up as you check it. You can right. check it or not. If you don't have the targets to check, this is going to be what you use. But if you have the targets to check, you're going to put verified data in there. Right. And now here's the beauty of it. When it's done and it's all verified, if you own a Kestrel, if you bought the Vortex HUD, mm-hmm. you know, if you own any of these products now that have software, mm-hmm. you build your track. Same thing you did. You put in, I'm shooting this gun with this bullet at this speed with this muzzle velocity in. Now you're going to manipulate at 600 yard your muzzle velocity up or down 25 uh, feet per second mm-hmm. is a tenth of a mil. Okay. So if you go into your Kestrel now, go right to 600, manipulate that up or down with your muzzle velocity till it matches. I need three, two, make it read three, two at 600. Yep. 
you're going to check everything and it's probably going to be pretty close to dead on. Yeah. But say a thousand is off. Mm -hmm. Well, there you're going to look at the thousand in your gravity ballistics and you're going to use the BC to match the thousand. Okay. Once you do that, you now have a custom curve for your gun and your bullet and you, and you have your muzzle velocity adjusted for what you're shooting. Your Kestrel's good now. If you're going to go to Colorado, if you're going to go to Florida, if you're going to go some other place and you're going to use software that's for that location, Gravity Ballistics will help you build it quicker because it's pre-true data. Right. And it works like that's what I do. I grab, I do gravity ballistics. I do the worksheets a lot more than the app. I'm using the app now because it's easy. And even Chris Way is doing a video and he shows using the app in a variety of ways because he had a beta. Mm -hmm. But I use the worksheets because I have the worksheets printed out mm -hmm. and they're stacked there. And I do it so I have a hard copy. Right. So I, I do it in the worksheet. But now with the app out and everything, you can literally do it with do 300, do 600, do eight or a thousand. And you're going to know that's going to be dead money app. And you can use that within, you know, within the 2000 feet uh, DA. Right. If it goes too far out, well, then you're going to have to start thinking or make a new track. So if I have this right but, here, OK, like let, we just we just built this card. We, we built this card. You and yep. I, we just did it right now. So if I go mm -hmm. back into the profile there and I change the DA, it's going to adjust it. Uh, no, it's not going to touch it. Okay, I would have to. I would have to go and that's, build, that's build another one. That's like a data book. Yeah, okay. you build another. I build one. another you, one. Right. Okay, that's good because and I don't want to. Unlimited. Yeah, right. I, I don't want. Un, I want it to be different. You know what I mean? I want it to be different. I don't want it to be where I go in there and and do this because that would. I don't know, I guess because I'm going to be a little bit more sure of it, you know, like because whenever I get up there right, in, in right. June, you know, I'll go out there and I can I can spot check at three ranges, you know, between, you know, 400 and and, you know, uh, 950. You know what I mean? And I can just work. Now, it from there. I have to go in and look because we were just talking 22s. Mm -hmm. One, 22s aren't zeroed out 100 yards. Right. But we scale them back. Mm -hmm. Now. It may require a 25-yard zero mm -hmm. versus a 50, mm -hmm. but I do have 22 numbers that with being able to take that X factor and adjust it, yeah. I'll, go, I'll go in and find the 22 offset right. number, and I, can I could post it, and somebody could build a 22 track, and they would just manually go in and put the new number in. Okay. I know that they built one on Sniper's Hide. There is a hard copy one. I have to go look at it. But you can manipulate this to do things like that. If you went and shot an angle, and like I said, I have to go look what the angle does. I don't have it in front of me. But we have the sheets made for the students so I could just look at the sheet. Right. But getting the angle, it's just a case of doing the backwards math. How do I turn that 1.22 to give me an answer of 8 mils into giving me an answer of 7.8 mils instead because of the angle. Well, that might be 1.19. And I just got to go look what the number is. I don't have it memorized. Um, but you can do that and fix an angle. Even if one plate was the angle, right. you could fix it. Because it, it, it's, it's that gravity component and it's such easy math in small numbers it's easy to manipulate and everybody can do it. It's, it's what we learned in third grade. Yeah, this is pretty cool. And while you're doing it, you're giving me a whole lot of, uh, huh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going and I'm checking this against known data. Um, it's yeah, pretty, it's pretty freaking close, dude. It's going to be within two tenths. I almost guarantee it. Yeah. That's what and I'm seeing. Maybe that's what I'm seeing. A, uh, wait, right. It's, that, it's not even worth adjusting in some cases, Yeah. but every now and then you'll see a three tenths guy. And usually if it's a three-tenth guy or more, mm -hmm. it's the gun is short and it's the farther distances. Well, the thing that gets me the most is, okay, your gravity ballistic here, what it is, is it's, you're basically building a dope card. You know what I mean? And so yeah. what it is, dope is data of previous engagement. So you can go out here and as you and I have discussed many, many times, you know, the, the data of previous engagement, that could have been at eight o'clock this morning. Now we're out here shooting at four o'clock in the afternoon and we're off a little bit. You know what I mean? 
but we don't wrap our, right. you know, we don't get wrapped around the axle on it. We just change the data and go, you know, the bullet has a final word. You see what I mean? So we always, yeah, you, we've you always said, the belly button instead of center chest. Right. And what we're saying is that, you know, a dope card, it, it's, it, it's a, it's, it's a memory. It's something that you have, you can pull it up and you can use it, but it's not gospel. So what a dope card is for is to get you right back into that same zip code, pretty tight zip code, but to get you back in that same zip code so you can adjust for what the bullet's needing today. And there's, there's a multitude of reasons, everything from, you know, environmentals, uh, the difference in the extreme spread yeah. of your rounds. Um, and like I always like to say, what the difference between three cups of coffee and four cups of coffee. You see what I mean? So this this is pretty cool, and it's very fast. And we'll be using this quite a bit because you just go out there. Okay, so now we got now we have tridope. We have tridope all the way out. You know what I mean? We don't even have right. to think and about it. Right, and that's what it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's giving you a number. It's giving somebody something. Like, I even used this with those guys that came to Cameo that didn't have dope. Right. It's like, shit, these guys just showed up to Cameo doing that combined CR2 right. uh, Sniper's High class, and some of the CR2 people didn't have data. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't billed as, you know, that. And I'm like, shit, well, Cameo, you can't get out and access those plates right so i'm using that gravity ballistics to get on like the 605 because it's a really good number the eight you know the 813 yeah because none of those are 100 200 300 but there's a couple that are 05s and 08s um really close and so i'm using those with gravity ballistics to build an entire dope card for guys and it lets them go the Hold entire on, class. Hold on, hey, Lisa, do you got Frank's, you got Frank's phone number? Yeah. Send him that picture. Lisa just made a bunch of pickled yeah. eggs, man. Oh, nice. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's totally flexible. It's really quick and simple. It saves the data in a drop card. That's it's, a, it, it has value to teach you something. Yep. If I just tell you to build a track in a computer in the Kestrel, and then, you know, I'm going to hit the, the, you know, supersonic here and the subsonic here. And mm-hmm. Maybe that works for you. Maybe you're doing a 308 to 1,000 yards. You're using the custom curve from that 118 LR, and it's lining up for you and everything's good. Right. But you didn't learn anything about your data. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, this is I showing this you thing, what you're yeah, super simple. My yeah, guys man. nailed it like the first time. Yeah. Um well, hats and, off and for Mark, making it credit happen. to Mark. Yeah, credit to Mark for coming up with the numbers. The X Factor, it we didn't have a name for it. All it is is the value of gravity for each yard line. And we right. turned that percentage of gravity into a multiplier. You have a percentage, you have a multiplier. Right. And um, like Mark's super proud. We call him Sir, you know, Sir Marcus Taylor Newton. <laughs> um, you know, goofing around with him. Yep. But the thing is, is, he'll tell you his only education was the high school at Kosciuszko, Mississippi. Yeah. Same place, Oprah. He's from Oprah's town. Wow. And and so he went to school where Oprah went to school, or if she went to school, I don't know what Oprah did. But he, <laughs> where she was born, he's from. And so, yeah, I mean, and he's very proud of saying this is third grade math. Yep. And Anybody can do it. It's going to hit the plate. I get, I guarantee you're within two tenths on your worst day. Yeah. I mean, unless, like I said, you got, unless you have a combination of factors where you're wildly inaccurate, your ammo sucks yeah. and you're not sure how to adjust your scope. Right. And it's slipping. Yeah. You know, but this, this for us over the years solves problems yeah and quickly too you know it gives you it gives you it gives you a starting point that's going to be really damn close which is exactly the whole reason to have dope you know what i mean it's 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 to get you get you where you know you can make these little bitty minor adjustments you know i've got the I've got the um the truing bars out here you know the same thing as you're calling a water line yeah yeah and so these are yeah, and so it's it's really really cool to be able to go out there and 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 say okay, I'm at 600, so let's let's get an exact. So I know I'm within two tenths. You know what I mean? I'd, and probably yep. I'm going to try yep. to hit the center of that truing bar. And so it, it, with this, I'm going to be able to go out and and I'm going to try it. You know, and you gave me the weaponized mass stuff a long long time ago, and I tried all that and I said, man, this is this is really really cool. But what you've done is you've turned it into an app that goes really quick, and it seems like 
that more people are trending towards having that electronics in their pocket that can give them that data rather than, you know, well, the, you know, the, and go ahead. you can be in Bluetooth or in airplane mode. Mm-hmm. You can be turned off with your phone and not connected. And this will work. Yeah. I made sure this app works offline. Right. I mean, the, the works, the worksheets we have are analog. Mm hmm. That's analog data. This is analog data in a digital form. Right. Now my digital my digital marriage says your phone could be dead. This can be installed on it and you know you turn it on and you and you don't have any connection. It's not beaming nothing out. Right. Like a Palm Pilot. Right. This will work. Yep. Awesome. You know, so that was a that was an element that I wanted. Now, like I said, we we have the worksheets. I have the worksheets on a on a strip off pad. They're like a six by nine inch pad mm-hmm. in their landscape. Um, but you just peel them off, right? And give them to somebody, and and we do that in class because you're learning, and we want them writing it down. We don't want them using their phone, right? Um, but this will work with your phone, and you could do everything. And, it, and like and the the neat thing is making sure the app works in both direction. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a version of this on Sniper's Hide. It's all done. They just got to turn it on. Yeah. Um, there is a version of this on Sniper's Hide that'll show you it from 200 out, but they didn't want you. And I was like, hey, why does this not work? And, and they're like, well, to push people to the app. But you can see what it looks like with data. Yeah based off your 200 yard line data, yeah. it, it, there's going to be a, a, a light function of it on the website as well. Right. Um, I built, I built a gravity ballistics website. We have the app, we have the sheets that are free. The app has a small cost. It's four ninety nine. dollars mm-hmm. um, But that's to, I'm trying to give Mark something cause he had the stroke in the right. Widowmaker yeah. in yeah. August. Mm-hmm. So, Originally, before that happened, I was going to do this for free. Right. And then the guys told me, you know, free or paid, it's the same for them. And they're just checking a box for Apple and Google. Right. And when Mark was hospitalized, I threw five bucks on it so I can give him a minimum of a dollar when all of it comes and said and done. Right. So if he gets a buck, if he gets a buck a download for being the father of gravity ballistics, I'm happy to give it to him. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're, well, I can go and I can go to the website and get it. I, can, I I went to the app store and got it. That's where I got it. So yeah, you're doing that now. There's there's going to be links on the website that'll okay. take you to your app store, but it's in the Play Store. Some people in the Play Store had a hard time finding it, but yeah. it it should be in 175 countries. Okay. And it should be available around the world now. I think there was a tiny Android delay. Yeah. Um, but it seems to have flushed out at this point. Um, okay. just on when these app stores around the world said okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Have you been Android able to keep track? Or, have you been able to keep track of how many people have bought it so far, Frank? Not yet. I didn't ask them because okay. it's really only been a, not even a week. Well, it, it um, auto filled whenever I I pulled up the app store. And I got mm-hmm. to like, I, I wrote out gravity and BA and it came up. So uh, obviously yeah, somebody has yeah. been searching for that. So I, I hope it does really good. I mean, this is awesome. It, no, me too. Like yeah. I said, I'm not trying to get rich off of it. I'm just trying to put this good data and give you something that'll work. Well, you need um, some money, Frank. You know what I mean? It's cold up there. Well, you need the heater yeah. to run. <laughs> I do. You know what? My fucking battery was dead on my GT4. I had to get a trickle charger. Oh yeah. Um, you're not driving it enough. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not driving it exactly. Yeah. So now I gotta have it. So that was a cost. So I need, yeah, um, I need right. a lot of downloads because, <laughs> like an idiot, I bought the Porsche branded one. Right. Um. So I, I spent four times more money than if I just went to Ace and got a trickle charger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, it's so yeah, it says Porsche on app, it. Please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, download yeah, the app. It does. It does download the app. <laughs> Download the app so Frank can have some more uh, freaking tater tots in the evening. So this works out. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I need some. I need some bling. And, and my my GT4 is stuck in the garage. That's right. It don't run. Yeah. No, it don't run. It the don't keys run. even stuck. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, man, Frank, yeah. thanks for you know. I I just started that text, you know, because I, I downloaded the app and everything else, and I thought, you know, this would be something really good for us to talk about, and so. 
I, I thanks for taking the time to do this. I, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, this is awesome. I need to do the the podcast circuits and talk about gravity ballistics. Yep. But I yep. do appreciate you guys downloading it and using it, and whoever does, I think it works. It works well. But thank you for uh, getting a hold of me and talking and making today happen because that's awesome. Yeah. But cool. um, because I'm gonna upload mine and in, in yours. But yeah, I mean, rifles only is the spot. I will see you in February because you're not gonna be there. In, in shot show no no i'm not going to shot show I, and it's like the, okay so it's like February, every night whenever I'll i go to you. bed i'm always saying oh thank god i'm not going to shot show <laughs> or i don't yeah, know if that's yeah, me talking you. or my and liver I, talking right right and i screwed up in the best way possible i was think i didn't want to stay in the hotels i normally stay at mm-hmm. but i still wanted to be like right there right and I'm like, oh, that's that's this hotel. And I picked the hotel and I'm like, yeah. And then I went and it was the wrong one. I was thinking the Encore. Yeah. And it wasn't. And I was like, fuck, I picked the wrong one. So actually, I'm going to be staying away from SHOT Show oh, a bit. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah. The restaurants are nice where I'm at. Yeah. I don't think it'll be crowded. And and so I'm, I'm, I, I screwed up on one sense. But then looking at it on another, I was like, I think I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be fine, man. You're going to be fine. Yeah. 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 Never. Yeah. Don't go out there and get that no, freaking Vegas COVID, man. So don't do it. Well, you know how that goes. You got to juice up before you're yeah. going to get something. Yeah. You go. You are a so. colloidal silver, man. Just, just microdose colloidal silver. It kills viruses. Yeah. Well, and Lisa's been so been on silver for years, at least 12, 15 years. Yeah. She's talked silver. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been, it's been really good. And there's a, a lady friend of my mom's, uh, Joy said, Hey, take her some collodial silver. And then she calls me like two days later. She says, I'm fine now. I said, okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. How, yep. how, uh, speaking of how's your mom? She's good, man. She's good. She's, um, okay. uh, the doctor's report was very good. She's cancer free and, uh, just going to keep okay. an eye on it and, you know, keep on up with the testing, you know, and the blood work and the cat scans and stuff like that. But she, she came through it fine. Um, she's, she was really limiting herself on what she would do as far as, you know, physical activity because, you know, she wanted to get healed up from the surgery and, She's finally, she's, she's doing her same stuff again. I mean, they have, they have a girl's night now. It's a, her and a bunch of ladies go out and nice. eat, eat pizza and drink wine. And then they do something else on Tuesday night. I can't keep up with her, man. Her social schedule is, is amazing. Uh, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm so happy. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, it is. It is. That's and, how it's but supposed to be. I appreciate you asking, man. She's doing, she's doing really well. But a couple of other things I wanted to talk about. One, okay, go, go and, and, uh, Flash of Beauty. You can buy it on, on Amazon, Frank. I just wanted to make sure I reminded you. Yeah, I'll grab that. I have that. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I had, we talked, we talked previously about the Impact 4000. And, um, you know, you were doing it well. And and I said, I had one in here and I used it and it was fine and everything else. But I finally, I had another private instruction guy shows up and he's got one on there. And so it was, um, it, you and I were talking about, you know, whether or not we liked them or anything else. And I'm not seeing anything wrong yet. I mean, we went out and it predicted all of his stuff pretty good. And we kept, we kept truing it the further we got out, you know, velocity wise. And it just got to where everything was spot on with that sucker. I wanted to do that. The other thing I wanted to tell you, and I know that this is, um, uh, a discussion that you and I have had, uh, before, uh, you know, offline, but so, Lisa and I, we put a feeder out here at Rifles Only, and it took about, I don't know, eight hours for the deer to find it. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, so we're out there, and I've got my, you know, my spotting scope, and then I put, a, I put a little camera out there, and so the camera notifies us there's some sort of activity, and so that I can walk right out of, you know, where I'm watching TV and you know, hop, on a, hop on a spotter and take a look. This is one deer looking a little weird, you know what I mean? So... And there, this is amongst a bunch of deer. You know, the bunch. this one's just looking a little weird. So I went over, got on the spotting scope, you know, got up there and, you know, zeroed it all in and everything else. Dude, he had been shot, man. He had been shot and not recovered. And so, oh. yeah, he had been shot. And it was just like, you know, um, guys, if you're going to be out there hunting, don't take a shot unless you know you can hit the heart. I just want to tell you, this is one of the most heartbreaking things I've seen in a long time. I mean, this one, he was trying to make it, he was trying to make it, but he had been, he had been shot badly and he didn't deserve that shit. So if you're out there and you know, you want to hunt, I hunt everything else, but don't pull the trigger unless you know you can drop that animal because he was suffering really bad. Not anymore, but you know, just wanted to let you know about that. Yeah. Yeah. You took care of that. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. No, and, and and it's important. I mean, look at your you get your numbers. There, we know where these values fall. Right. 
I mean, that's the only thing I wish I could put into the gravity ballistics is is your remaining muzzle velocity. Right. Um, I just can't because to me, the gra- for that, gravity ballistics doesn't need it. Yeah. But um, at the same time, it does have value and those other apps do have that. And they put that in there, you know, yeah. so I get it. Yeah, well, and it's just it's just one of those things, you know. the The thing about it is, it might not it might not have anything at all to do with your ballistics. You know, there's there's some places that, right, I, that right. I've been hunting, and just you know, a bad I'm, shot. It's just a bad shot, it. man. Yeah, it's a 350 yard shot, and I'm saying no, I'm going to pass because you know this is I don't have the position that I have a hundred percent confidence. You know what I mean? A hundred percent confidence. And so if I don't have that, dude, I'm not going to pull the trigger. I mean, well, I, I don't want to see it's this. It's one of the reasons. Yeah, it's one of the reasons the seventy-yard deer guys have fancy bullets. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're right, and you know, you and I have talk, spoken about that over many times over the years. You know, you want that bullet to perform very well terminally because most hunters can't shoot. Well, you know, go out and find out, find out what, find out what your limit is. You know what I mean? If, if your limit is hundred yards, then stay at hundred yards. If your limit's three hundred yards, then stay three hundred and in, unless it's a real shit position, then don't do it. But coming up here and seeing this animal come into a feeder because it's weak. You know what I mean? Really weak. I, it's just, yeah. dude, it was, it was, uh, it was fucking sick, dude. I mean, it, it turned my stomach. So. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, cool, man. Oh, that's, at least you ended that. So yeah. 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 Okay. So next, I mean, uh, we started out again. Thank you, Frank, for doing that guys. The brawl is coming up. If you want to get signed up for the brawl, do that. You can do that at riflesonly.com. We already scheduled our, uh, courses for Colorado and we're up there in June. So we've got rimfire. We've got high angle. I'm doing a two day PR one up there. And then also we're doing the field craft course. Hopefully Frank, you'll be in town. You can come out and and talk to us about how to hide yourself. I'd appreciate that. And so you've done yeah, it. Yeah, you've probably. done it before. Yeah, you've done it before, and it was, it's always mm-hmm. it's always good fun hanging out with you and having you be a part of that. But at any rate, yeah. thanks uh, thanks again, Frank, for taking the time. I loved it. Same as uh, that, and like I said, the Sniper Side app is in your store. Go over, and there is the Sniper Side forum app, and works great. The high TV has been updated. That's going to do things. So take a look at all what we have with the lives, the meetings, and the things we could do with the new improved Sniper's Hide app. Because awesome. there's two apps in the App Store. Yeah, our the Sniper's Hide and now Gravity Ballistics. But thank you, Jacob, for getting a hold of me and, and putting this on on a Sunday afternoon. I appreciate it. All right, perfect, man. Let me do my outro music Ooh. for this. And then do uh, your if you'll, outro. If you'll stay on with me, Frank. We are. Yep, we're out for rifles only. Yeah. Mm-hmm.